When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Miss Jessica, what's up, Elsie? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're you? here. Me too. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. And you know what? I miss my old life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you I'm know, only half kidding. Let's be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's like, yeah, now you have to rethink like every choice. Like I know that right now the baby is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, actually my sister's with him. She's visiting me from California, which is very, very sweet. And, and yeah. um, you know, we had a lot of comments about the fact that they love the baby noises that as long as he was. Oh, they like, did. Yeah. Okay. A lot of comments. It, it just it does bring a kind of a sweet little layer to us talking, which That's is so funny. His little chicken noises. His little. Chi- <laughs> yeah. I know, just a little. Googly, 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 googly. But, uh, you know, as long as he's not like, you know, going crazy pants on us i think yeah. that the noises are no no biggie so it seems like that's something that um was very welcome and i've seen lots good. of comments about that so that's good, good, really good. great i mean so, yeah she didn't really necessarily i'll be honest she didn't really necessarily need to watch him except for the fact that because we had his picture taken all morning he's gonna need to eat in 15 minutes which mm. means i would have to stop what we're doing Heat up a bottle, come back, and then um, uh, you have to listen to his giant man burps and like him fuss about going over my shoulder. And, you know what I mean? His I giant mean, I, man burps. Oh my god, he he is my god. They're so loud; it startles me. <laughs> so loud, but um, but you know, and I'm sure even just listening to his tiny little cry probably wouldn't be. It's like two seconds. He's not a bad baby at all. Yeah, it's just that you know I don't want to. It, it would distract whatever train of thought I could ever muster up. Yeah. So that's why I just had my sister watch him today. But in the future, I'm sure we, you know, I'll have him. Yeah. Because that... I don't have any inkling of what, what a nanny looks like in my life yet. So you know, <laughs> either the show stops or I, you'll have to hear him again. And we'll you go know? to the club. No, it, yeah. it's so funny. Yesterday I had a, a kind of an important phone call, you know, and I figured, hey, it'll just. It, it was actually very short. I knew that it was going to be short, so the, I'm just going to go upstairs, get on the phone, like bang this out, and mm. we'll get you know, everything done. And I kid you not, as soon as I was on the phone talking, of both of the girls, mama, what do you, man, I want to watch. I want, and it was nonstop. Yep. And I'm thinking, do you not see me talking? Like I'm talking to someone else. It's at like this a moment. trigger for them that you're, oh my you know, it's like you're planning your escape. That's what the phone is. Mommy's <laughs> going to leave and leave us alone. So <laughs> yeah. we better go by the her as soon as possible. Oh my God. It's so hard. It's so so funny. I know. I know. So, but, but no, you know what, speaking of this, because I think this is a topic that, uh, uh, does interest our ladies uh, and a, a lot of women. And, and, and these are perhaps things that um, general male, female uh, podcasters maybe don't really think about, but it is relevant to our audience. So how how is it? How is the reality of having a baby and you doing your show and, and producing and recording maybe? I don't know what you're doing. So fill me in. <laughs> I'd like you to also ask me this question after the Xanax kicks in. Oh, no, okay. No, but I mean um, – <laughs> No, but like I don't know because I'm four weeks 
postpartum and I know I'm hormonal and and most women have hor- just general hormonal challenges there were a couple days there where I was just like I'm gonna need to be committed but like I don't need to be committed I, I have some postpartum anxiety um and so my biggest challenge right now is um I'm having trouble sleeping because I worry about everything so much, like way too much. And, and, um, and it's, and I have two other children. I don't remember having any feelings about having them at the time, but probably cause I was too stupid and young to feel anything about, you know, I was just kind of like <laughs> feed, sleep, whatever. Right. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, Oh my God, he's spitting up. Does he have reflux? Am I gonna have to take him? You know, like I just worry about every little thing. He didn't poop today. What time is he gonna poop? And then yesterday he pooped to the left of the diaper and like covered my husband in poo and like, it was like a circus here trying to clean him up and like we had to throw out the outfit. My husband got upset and like, it was just crazy. So anyway, um, but you know, and so it makes me worry. Like my sister has been here for six days and she, every afternoon she's like, go sleep and I'll watch the baby. And I go upstairs and I just start worrying, like not about him even, but just like, is he going to sleep tonight? What are we going to eat for dinner? How am I going to cook? If he's going to want to eat. And I just have a lots of, I guess, racing thoughts. So if you even, to even think about the podcast and my business goes, sends me off on a tangent that's like pretty uncomfortable. Cause it's like, how am I going to do interviews for lady business radio? And where am I going to find the time to do that? And you know, how am I going to start making money again? And then I can't hire a nanny until I make money and I can't work until I hire a nanny. And how's that going to work? You know? So it's like, I'm just having some stress about it. And, um, which I know is normal. Abnormal stress is sort of like, um, is sort of like worrying that like my body will never look normal again. <laughs> that I know yeah. is hormonal stuff like that. So I'm, I'm in between feeling like I'm trying to plan it and being emotional about trying to plan it. And so that's hard. It's really hard for me because I'm, I'm not used to ha- feeling the feels as they say. I don't have that many emotions, especially about work. Yeah. I sort of am just kind of like a get her done kind of gal. And I make decisions more based on, what I feel like doing, but also logic, like, do I think it'll work and will it make sense and will it be easy, that kind of stuff. And so feeling like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I never mm. talk to, what if I neglect all three of my kids? Yeah. Or what if we don't have the money or what if, you know, what if this, you know, also in this state, it's hard to think about launching stuff or relaunching stuff or even writing a blog post. Like it all seems hard because I've, I basically get like four hours of sleep every night and they're broken. Yeah. No, and it your brain, yeah. I, I, it's broken. It's I'm, not even four in a row. It's yeah. like two here and a half here yep. and then another hour and a half later. So I hear you. And yeah, your brain is not functioning properly. Right. Nope. I, I heard um, what I, 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 I love to hear you this. I, I think that this is an incredibly beneficial conversation to be having for our listeners because this is stuff that people don't really talk about the logistics of what it really takes and also the time constraints because you know I had my you know my podcast I I uh Elsie's yoga class and I was doing that and then in you know 2007 I got pregnant and then I had my baby 2008 so and I was we were going through so many different transitions and then I had another baby in 2011 so I was like pregnant that whole time and I remember the work that I was doing was not what I wanted to do which was to do this kind of stuff to do pot to to really get out to really mm. record to really right. put out to promote to have the energy to do it to write cohesive blog posts and yeah. um you know stuff like that and I ended what I ended up doing was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I did a lot of busy work because I was working still for Lipson. But at that time, the work that I was doing for Lipson was all based on a lot of, um, 
support for uh, getting things out. Like, uh, I don't know, like we, we have app builds, right? People want their apps built, right? And so I would yeah. fill in the spreadsheet of like, you know, here's the guy's, the podcast name, here's the podcast link, this is their description, this is, you know what I mean? Prepare mm-hmm. things. So it was like being in a, just like a, an unthinking, busy work kind of thing because and and once in a while I would have ideas and I really wanted to implement them and I started to and then a baby would cry or somebody else needed me or you know somebody was sick for like two days and then I was so tired I couldn't even think about it and I couldn't follow through and it just became like what I described to some of my girlfriends at that time when I felt like I couldn't do it as I felt like I was seated in a chair with my arms tied behind my back, my feet tied together, and I could see, oh, and my mouth shut, so that I could see that everything I could do, and I had it all happening in front of me, and I could not take an action. Like, my brain was, like, ready to do it, and then my body and my mouth didn't. Well, and and for me, it's almost like my emotions are the ones holding me hostage. Like interesting. Like, I feel like, honestly, like, just the idea of, you know, and again, he's a good baby. He can't roll off the bed. I can sit him in the middle of a bed, the biggest bed in the world. If I put him in the middle, he'll stare at the fan for 20 minutes and be fine. But taking the idea of taking a shower with him being out there in case he cries, like, it seems too hard. Yeah. Or like, or like my husband, every day he calls me around 11, like, did you eat yet? And I'm like, I want toast, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. To, to, uh, you know, I'd rather just sit here and hold my baby and you know, and do nothing else. And some days are like that. And then some days I'm just like, I'm going to do laundry and this is going to be, but, um, it's starting to show in my house too. Like I took the photographer up to the nursery and, um, every room I passed, I noticed was like pretty cluttered. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, there's like, there's baby gifts that I haven't written. Thank you notes for here. And then in this room, there's like bottles that I haven't put away. And then in this room there's, it's like, and it all, it piles up and then it seems harder. Yeah. So I'm being, that's why I'm saying I'm being held hostage by my emotions because none of it is hard, but when you're tired, it all compounds, you just don't want to. And so the idea of working just also feels like, oh God, I don't want to because there's a plan that needs to go into action beforehand and that seems hard and it just all seems hard. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, that is probably indicative of many things besides having a baby. Like if you have any kind of anxiety or depression that's not postpartum related and life is hard. How do you deal with that? I don't, you know, and I, I'm not accustomed to that because, oh, this is actually interesting. I don't even know if you'll care about this to be honest, but like, okay, so like 10 years ago when I was in the working world, I had terrible anxiety, maybe longer. It's probably like 15, you know, almost 15 years ago, terrible anxiety. And so I went on a Fexer and, um, you know, like since then I've, gotten married, I have my own business, my whole life is completely different. And so when I went to get pregnant, I was just like, well, I don't really need a fixer. I'm not anxious about anything. I have no anxiety and, I, and my life is not stressful. So let's just, you know, I had to come off of it anyway in order to be pregnant. So I came off of it. I, I had the baby and, you know, I started to feel something and I'm just like, and the doctor was like, well, didn't you come off of an anxiety medication? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not anxious. And she was like, well, maybe it was working. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you think it was working? Like, I just assumed it was, like, null and void. <laughs> oh. Like, she pointed it out to me, like, and, and truly I had not thought of it. Like, you have anxiety. Because I couldn't imagine what I could be anxious about. Right. Like, could not imagine. We have everything we need. My children, are, my other children are older. I don't have a boss. You know, like, what, what, 
where's the stress? Yep. I have nothing to be nothing. I do know that. All but I, you I, find stuff, right? When you're you anxious, do. you find stuff. You find stuff. But but I also find, too, this is something that I, I tend to tell people that, you know, if somebody asks me, because I'm not an advice giver without being asked, especially when it comes to having babies or, or, any, or being a new mom or anything like that. But I did find that whatever you had going on before you got pregnant is like 100% magnified once you have your baby. Yeah. So it's like right. if you were having like I don't I'm just going to take a rant. With your spouse yeah, or something, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. as easy right. like something along those lines or if you hated the fact that they did X Y and Z or you hated right. pickles or whatever. <laughs> For whatever reason, it just gets like massively exemplified. Like and and it's not even just it has to do with other people. It's like if you were a mess before, like a little bit more of a clutter, like I'm a, a bit of a mess. Like wherever I go, I I create clutter. Like I'm I'm like a pig pen, you know, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's Snoopy, where he's just like, not dirty, but I just create clutter. And it's just like that. It's like, like it was even worse. It was like I could have two things that would somehow magically become a hundred around me yeah. right afterwards. And I did not know how to get that together. Like that, whatever that little thing that you're having a hard time with and before having a baby, it just becomes like totally out of control. At least that's what I saw mm-hmm. with, with the baby. But, you know. Um, so, I mean, coming back to creating content and and things like this, I I feel this conversation is really important. And how do you ladies deal with whenever things aren't quite lining up, whenever you can't, when you have an idea and you cannot follow through and it's not because you're not clear, it's because life or your sensations or emotions are in the way perhaps, or there is a situation where, you know, you're traveling or you're going somewhere else and you cannot get behind the mic and you can't follow through with your work. Like, what do you do? How do you get out of that mindset? Maybe is it really just time? Cause I can tell you just that maybe we'll check in in you know, four weeks and then see how you're doing then. How are your, how are you feeling? How are my things? You know? Yeah. How are your things? You know, and, and maybe it is simply, uh, about, giving ourselves a break. <laughs> we just yeah. incubated a human <laughs> for nine months. We grew a human being who is now out. <laughs> I know. Do we, you know, give ourselves a, a break. It's, you know, yeah. to, to not think everything needs to be perfect like a month after we just gave life to somebody. I mean, that's like, or facilitated the transition to life. Kind of like segueing sort of out of this uh, in, uh-huh. you know, the, a lot of women, uh, in the She Podcast group have been talking about attending conferences and there were, con- you know, questions about like, when do you attend conferences? And this is why it's a segue because we are women and some of us have babies and some of us are in the middle of having infants. And that's why a, a few, a handful of women did not attend the NMX or podcast movement last year, which are the two main conferences that are, are that have a, a big podcasting focus because there was pregnancy involved, little babies involved. And this is something that is true, right? So um, we kind of, I, I know that there's been some people or some of our ladies that have been kind of talking about the fact that they didn't feel that there was women-centric type content perhaps offered at these conferences. And I have been in contact with some of the podcast movement guys, and they are on board to be able to provide uh, a very strong level of uh, information, workshops, sessions that are specific to women podcasters and women podcasting needs. 
So if you are tentative or you have been making a decision based upon last year's or what you have heard, I implore you to reconsider and to choose to participate this year because it really is about us shifting the perspective instead of sitting back and saying like, oh, those people don't really give us a voice. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't know. So I just wanted to let you ladies know that, especially because I know it's very challenging to be getting out into the world. But in all honesty, if you are very interested in podcasting, have been doing this for a while or are just starting to do it, that's like the podcast. That's a conference that you really do need to attend. It's like if you really love the medium, that's supposedly what it's about. So uh, we're trying to or they are really listening to uh, the community to be able to provide the content that's necessary to step it up. So yeah 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 exciting. and we it is really fun i went to new media expo and podcast movement last year and it was so fun to meet the friends that you know online so oh, yeah. so fun absolutely and there's so much knowledge it's it's like off the hook even if it's you just talk to people like on the, in the hallways honestly if you just talk to people it's just so good yeah. So, uh, and who we met though this last time at uh, a podcast movement was Dr. Ginger Campbell, and she has sent us yeah. some audio feedback. Do you remember, ladies, when we touched base about the holiday episodes? Which seems like, doesn't it seem like we did that episode like I don't know, like six months ago? Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh it my seems God. like a super long time ago. Super long time. So she sent us some audio feedback about what she does for her holiday because we did do a little shout out we called her out on it so she did get a chance to send some feedback to us so let's go ahead and listen to dr ginger campbell hi there elsie and jessica this is ginger campbell from books and ideas and the brain science podcast i appreciate you asking for my thoughts about seasonal or holiday episodes but i would also like to take just a moment to address the issue of listener feedback obviously listener feedback is one of the things that keeps me going when i'm tempted to quit podcasting but my shows don't really lend themselves to including listener feedback as a regular feature. However, last year when I celebrated the 100th episode of the Brain Science Podcast, I asked my listeners to submit audio feedback that I did include as part of the show. I also conducted a short interview with a long-term listener who is a gymnastics coach. He talked about how what he had learned from the Brain Science Podcast had influenced his teaching. I originally launched both of my podcasts in December 2006, which means that the holiday season falls on an anniversary every year. So I end the year with a year-end review episode. I don't always do this for books and ideas, but next month will mark the eighth consecutive year-end review episode for the Brain Science Podcast. This format accomplishes several things. First, it gives me a chance to reflect on all the topics I've covered during the year and highlight any themes that they have in common. Second, since my show is basically a science education show, I think it's helpful to remind listeners of the key ideas and perhaps encourage them to go back and listen to episodes they might have missed. Finally, since I usually get a new spurt of listeners at this time of year, it gives me a chance to give them a feel for what has gone before and what they can expect if they continue to listen. One thing I will say about this approach is that it's pretty time-consuming since I try to go back and read all the transcripts for the year. But it does give me a way to create high-quality content without having to schedule an interview during December when potential guests may be extra busy. Before I close, I want to thank you guys for mentioning my show on the last few episodes. 
but I suspect that some of your listeners are intimidated by the idea of listening to a show about neuroscience. I just want to remind everyone that the tagline for the Brain Science Podcast is the show for everyone who has a brain, because I work really hard to make the material accessible to everyone. So please don't be afraid to give it a try. Or if you want something just a little less technical, try out books and ideas. Thanks again for the Sheet Podcast. I look forward to all of your episodes. All right. So how about that, Jess? What do you think about that? I love Jen, Dr. Ginger. I know. And I love the fact that she... I thought she was helpful. I was super helpful. Super helpful. And she broke it down into those three different topics. And I think the... I love the ideas, by the way. But something that I, I just posted on the Sheet Podcast page, too, because uh, Maggie Patterson wrote down that she's coming up to her 50... 50th podcast episode and she wanted to do something fun and exciting and my only comment was like just know that the fun and exciting is going to make you have to work harder because (laughs) because usually you have to compile the stuff you're the one that has to get the feedback you're the one that unless but except like yours because when you did your 100th episode it was just you behind the mic I believe yeah yeah it was was it yeah it was just me and I did some behind the scenes stuff that's right um about, you know, who I was nervous to interview or what kind of stuff I was nervous to ask, that kind of stuff. You hear the baby? I see, do. Now, now you know why he's not in the room. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know if that was the baby or the cat. Remember, the, no, the cat's been, been the whole time no, in there. That is the baby. That that's is the, the baby. baby. Okay, that's the baby. My sister needs me. He's Does she? Good. Sometimes he wakes up and he's not angry. He's like hangry. Oh, oh. He's like hang- hungry, angry. Oh, yeah. um, Aren't we all? Yeah, so... <laughs> It's like it's a little hurtful to listen to, but it's okay. Oh, it breaks the heart. I know, heart. I know. But it um, my soul, it's just all the crying. It does. Uh, so we'll, well, let's get moving so that you can come and go see your baby. So Thanks. we had we had another uh, piece of feedback, and this time it was from Kate Sitka, another one of our she podcasters, and she sent us some feedback about the differentiation. Remember when you went on your little rant about? <laughs> Last, yeah, I think it was a couple episodes ago where you were like, don't do it if it's the same as other people and you don't have anything else to offer. So she's got uh, something to say about that. Yeah. Hi, Elsie. Hi, Jessica. This is Kate Sitka from the She Podcast group. And I thought I'd show you one of the things I do to differentiate myself from the herd of podcasters. <laughs> That is how I started the November 29th episode of the Joyful Telepathy podcast. I then recorded the rest of the episode out on the beach. So there was the sound of the ocean, there were barking dogs, crows, uh, and the show was interrupted at one point when eagles started flying around overhead and stalking my little dog. So I actually had to call him away from the predators. I often collect recordings of my environment throughout the week, like bird songs and rain falling my footsteps on the forest trail, and I use them kind of like watercolors to enhance the experience of the podcast so that it's more than just my voice. And I do sacrifice some sound quality because I'm just using an external recorder and my iPod, but I decided that I wanted to be more interesting and less perfect. The Chainsaw episode was called Surviving Super Empathy, and I was bringing the real environment into the podcast in order to literally demonstrate how to cope with being so comically sensitive to things like your favorite tree getting cut down. The chainsaw recording was how I took a moment that was really profoundly sad to me 
And I turned it into something which I could share with others and help other people, which is exactly what you have to do when you're really ridiculously freaking sensitive. So I'm not just another psychic with a call-in radio show. I'm not doing an interview show. I'm bringing actual pieces of my life into the podcasting universe and creating what I hope are multi-layered and textured pieces of the work that will reinforce and enhance what we're actually talking about. So that's it. Thank you for letting me share. I love you, she podcasters. Keep being awesome. So you know what I liked about that? Thanks, Kate, number one. Thank you for taking the chance to do that. How nice is it, you ladies, that you get to hear each other's voices and your opinions? We will highlight them. So please send us your feedback over at feedback at shepodcast.com. So what I loved is that she said more interesting and less perfect and that she's willing to do some of these um, kind of like what she called uh, multi-layered and textured pieces, which is... Really awesome. I, I dig that. I think we have a multi-layered textured piece here with us with um, the baby in the background and children mm-hmm. crying as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. So uh, thank you so much, no, Kate, for I that. No, I don't think so either. Love it. So yes. if you have a way that you're differentiating yourself, send us over because we would love to hear it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, now, there was an article on variety, which is, I think, right up your alley, Ms. Jess, with your mm. obsession with entertainment. I do like variety, yes. So um, it was just not, it did not make me happy. It actually kind of pissed me off. Um, that strong language uh, that I say to you, it pissed me off uh, because of the, I just, I don't understand how, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm talking about the wrong thing here because it is mainstream media. But the title of the episode was "Why Serial," which is that you know famous podcast that we are constantly talking about almost in every episode. Why Serial won't do much for podcasting or Hollywood, mm-hmm. and he was just so. It just seemed like he was just so full of himself. This guy. Are you talking just, about Wallenstein? Yes, yeah. Wallenstein. Andrew Wallenstein, you son of a bee. No, just kidding. <laughs> Co-editor <laughs> in chief. Ugh. It's just mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. even this is how he started. Given how much ink has been spilled about solving the whodunit feature in the new podcast serial, let's tackle an equally confounding mystery. How on earth did a podcast become such a pop culture sensation? Come yeah, on, give a me little, a break. It's a little hurtful. That's yeah. A little hurtful. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just, it just, I don't know. I don't like the fact that he was thinking that, but, but, but okay. So here's his thing. I get it. I understand that it's like one podcast. In fact, I, I don't think it's that. I mean, it is a big deal because it's gotten so many downloads and people on, you know, and mainstream media are listening to it a lot more. There's people who don't really listen to podcasts that are listening to it, but his whole thing is the fact that it cannot be replicated that kind of success but the success that he feels needs to be replicated is all about numbers and reach Mm. so that's what kind of i don't know what kind of pissed me off so basically what he said is the only way that podcasts will succeed is if some entrepreneurial people recognize the uh, how do you how do you even say it? Right, recognize like you could just in- replicate exactly whatever that was that cereal is doing, and just do it 
again, kind of like, you know, the way that people are doing law and order, all the law and order things and all the NCIS things and that there's like just something that you do. This is, this is the, the mix that makes success and you just replicate it and that's it. That's the only way podcasts will be uh, successful. You know, um, it's sort of like the, uh, I, I almost feel like this guy doesn't understand when the geek started inheriting the earth. <laughs> like it happened when he wasn't looking kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like his next article is going to be, why is there a whole weekend just dedicated to like comic books? <laughs> When Comic Con's like the biggest thing ever, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, and there's there's some on the east now and some on the west, and like pretty much it doesn't even have to be related to comic books in order to show up at Comic Con. But I kind of feel like that's kind of what this article is. Is like he's either he doesn't understand. I mean, I kind of understand what he's saying about having to replicate cereal, but and and I don't necessarily disagree with that. That if you take a podcast and try and um make it a TV show, it probably won't work. And like an example of that is I thought I saw, and maybe it's still on and I just can't find it because there's so many stupid channels, but like um, This American Life, which was a radio show for so, so long. And then they almost had like a, I don't want to say a reality show, but I did see a television version of it one time. Mm. One time I saw it. I never see it advertised. I don't even know if it still exists, but like Ira Glass like would meet people and talk to them in person and go to their house and see where they... I don't remember. I mean, it was like very weird. It didn't translate that well. But I right. used to listen to the, you know, I used to listen to the podcast. I used to listen to the, um, to the radio show on NPR. But TV is weird. It's weird as a television show. And I don't know that serial necessarily. Why does it have to be translated for TV and movies? But that said, there are a lot of audio books that you were. T- I mean, when we talked about this last time, there's lots of um, people who are doing podcasts that are story form. Not just storytelling, but like long, like a season, seasons, right? And and um, there's no reason why they couldn't be translatable, right? No, I I understand. I I think that the biggest the biggest thing about this is that he says this is quote applying Koenig's storytelling style to the crime genre is as as easily replica replicable. It's no different than the way each TV pilot season becomes rife with projects that borrow from the the themes driven. Whatever is in the medium's hit du jour. It's true. Until then, podcasting still represents a rather immature category. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's two shows right now that I watched. Well, one actually, but like Scandal. Yes. And then like now you have Madam Secretary with Taylor Leone, and you have that also horrible show with um, Catherine Heigl where she plays like a CIA. And that could be. That's kind of half Scandal, half Homeland. But tons oh. of CIA bullshit on TV now because of Homeland and Scandal, I think, and presidential crap. That's um, true. And so it's true. So, of course, and then you see, and even in our own world, like, I think Pat Flynn is moving to, like, a st- he's changing his format based on how well Serial is doing. Well, I'm not sure he's changing his format. I think that he wanted say? to. He, well, I, that, uh, all I can say, you know what, I'm just going to keep quiet about my feelings and sensations. But look, but look about- how long ago did I say I want to do my book. In podcast form, and now it's going to look like I'm copying Serial. When the truth is, I just haven't gotten around to doing it for six, you know for six months before Serial even existed. No, no, no. But you're you doing your your book as a as a that has nothing to do with the storytelling podcast thing that that Pat has decided he wanted to kind of experiment with. I don't know if he's going to follow through with it. All I know is that 
I don't know that that people need to think for themselves. People, uh, I, well, I, as I, usual, but uh, nobody does. No, nobody does. And but see, that's where I fight with it. But now check this out and see. This is another thing that kind of makes me kind of irky. I don't know if you got a chance to see some of the irky. comments because they, they didn't. Irky is your color, by the way. <laughs> you look good in irky. <laughs> yes, it is. I should have a T-shirt that says that. Um, but there was there weren't that many uh, comments. Uh, I don't think people. I don't think podcasters really read variety. Number one. So there was a comment from Chris Hayes, who is from ShoutEngine.com. And then he said, I'm always amused when old media attempts to dictate how things should be done online. Podcasting. Podcasting. That's what I was saying. It's like uh, he wasn't. Right. right. Podcasting has seen a steady growth uh, for many years when relative niche shows sh- such as mine are reaching an audience of 60K plus, we're approaching mass adoption. This kind of growth has been sustained and almost exclusively in the Apple ecosystem. The simple fact is that podcasting is in abysmal shape uh, on Android and the audience will grow substantially as, as more mature clients and indexing services are available across platforms. P.S. A. Wallenstein, you might want to do a little more market research before suggesting that entrepreneurs chase a format that has existed successfully in a podcast form for some time. Now, here is the response from Mr. Wallenstein. He says, number one, if you think 60K represents mass adoption, I wish you luck with your business. Number two, here's a little market research assignment for you. Name two podcasts based on serial that feature whodunit style formats. So it just, I, I think this is just bringing it back to the fact that they're, they're mainstream media is speaking mainstream media language and non-mainstream media is speaking indie, you know, media language. Yeah, where, and, it's all right. And they're not moving. Wallenstein probably originally was a print journalist anyway and it probably took him a long time to even start blogging so there you go so there you go i'm just thinking, you know what i mean he probably yeah. is used to writing for variety the magazine and uh i don't know whatever i'm it's just done just old school like you said right but i'm just done with people thinking that in order for you to be successful or be considered successful in the medium you've got to have volume i don't think that that's right in fact i'm totally against that and, and that's what makes me angry because that means that people are not really stepping into this. Now, the guy from Midroll, um, uh, uh, Midroll is is a company that works with podcasters to provide uh, advertisers. So yeah. they really know yeah, the yeah. business. They really work with podcasters in this industry uh, and have worked for a while. His name is Paul Ruiz Mandel. And he wrote an article on Midroll. It's called Why Variety is Wrong About Serial and Podcasting. And he really brings it home here um, that I, I just kind of want to read a little bit of what he said about it, which was like super, super cool. He says, Wallenstein's supposition that other producers may try to replicate serial storytelling style certainly makes more makes sense. More well-executed shows in this vein certainly will further enrich the medium. Mm-hmm. But I have to agree heartily with his conclusion that until then, disagree heartedly with his conclusion that until then, podcasting still represents a rather immature category. While it's clear that television and movies rely heavily on easily duplicated franchises, such as Law & Order, blah, 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 uh, it would be a little sad if simply com- copying this approach represented the full maturation of podcasting. One of the medium's principal strengths is the creativity of podcasters who have reimagined existing genres and created their own so bottom line that's that's the case i don't think that people really i mean not people mainstream media does not understand that about podcasting they have not dove into that it has become 
uh, I don't know. Now there's like serial, and then there's like other podcasts that are successful that seem to be also following some some cord, some sort of um, formula. But really, there's a lot more going on that people don't ever talk about. I know. Of course, there is, and it's and it's you don't have to be like so passionate and dig so deep into podcasting that you can't discover it. No. Um, he just yeah. There's you lot, just have but. to. You gotta just ask a little farther question than just one thing that you hear about all the time. I don't know. I don't know about you, but if you discover something that you really, really, totally dig, you don't stay at the surface, do you? I mean, even as no. an entrepreneur or no, or never. a dancer or a sing, whatever you want to do, a paint an artist. If you find something that you super dig, I don't usually stay with that the, the four dummies book on it. Right. Right. No, why would you? That's ridiculous. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it's like if you start to hear something about about podcasting in the mainstream industry, then you got to do a little bit of research, like find out what makes it tick. Especially if you're a journalist. I don't yeah. know. I want to get start knocking on the same thing that we always. No, about, but... no, you're right though. I mean, if he wants to write about it, he should learn a little more about it. I think you're totally right. Not yeah. this guy Wallerstein. Um, and, and I think that Paul has a lot of good points, especially the, um, examples he uses that were good podcast to TV, um, shows like comedy bang, bang, uh, which is hilarious. And then Marin, which is another one. That's the only two I know actually, but I mean, I could think of other shows that would do well on TV. Well, it's really- not this American life, but there are others, you know? I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. I have a child here who is crying because oh no. she you wants a snack. Need a minute? Okay, go ahead. Give me one second, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Oh, children. <laughs> I know. I heard you say you're not allowed to blah, 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 blah. You're not allowed to go upstairs and bother mama is what I said. It was just like, what is going on? You've got like your... <sighs> I'm just going to relax a little bit. And it, and she comes up here whenever she knows that I cannot follow through, you know, like yeah. with whatever, no, with whatever, not, you're not allowed to do this right now. She knows that I can't follow through because. Right. Cause you're busy. Right. I'm busy in the middle of something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Little monkeys. That's daughters, dude. Cause that, daughters are sneaky. Daughters are sneaky, especially my three-year-old. I don't know where she's getting all this stuff. I can't even believe it. She's born with it, honey. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, and I was all, like, fired up about reading all this podcasting stuff. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, that's that's what we have today. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, some of these things. Is cereal really that good, though? I so don't want it to, to listen to it because I don't want to like it. Is that so immature? I know, but. Oh, really? Well, you know. Ugh, everyone's. Um, you know, there's some ornery part of me that's just like everyone loves it, so therefore I don't want to have anything to do with it. I, that's usually how I feel about most everything, in all honesty. I know, like, but this I'm is a podcast, so it's null and void for you, right? It is you null and void because I have to – well, you know what? It's not because there are some, some things that I just can't get over. Like there's some things that I honestly cannot even listen for for research purposes, like – um, like the Pat Flynn episode, I listened to it because I, I needed to hear what was going on, but I honestly, I couldn't get through it. Like I had to stop because mm-hmm. it was, because I, I really consider my podcast listening as something relaxing, <laughs> <Yeah>. inspiring, 
Um, I don't know. It really relaxes me. And that that episode of his, the latest one that he did where he tested um, doing kind of like a startup slash serial slash storytelling type genre, it, it instigated a visceral response for me that was not positive. The Pat, so, Pat one? Yeah. And really? so I sort of like, I yeah. And then serial for me, it's like... Well, I'm so curious. You don't, you really are that strongly feeling about it? You don't want to talk about it? Yeah, I am. All because, right. because we'll see, this is the thing. It's like, I really, this is what happened. I, I don't, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Oh so what, You're stuttering. I'm totally stuttering. What would happen if all happened. of a sudden you and I, like all of a sudden we decided let's experiment and let's be just like startup, um, Jess. So now uh, you, you need to send me your audio about your thoughts but at the same time, you're going to walk around your house now and go like, baby Isaac is sleeping and I'm recording <laughs> right now my feelings about, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this entrepreneur thing. I'm having all these emotions and I don't know what to do. My baby is crying. And then you walk and you hear all of this, like, you know, I don't know, like audio that's been done for you. And then I have over here and I'm recording. I want, I hope Jess is doing okay. Uh, I don't know how she um, is going to do it. Uh, I, you know, and have okay. all these things. And then, and then all of a sudden. A lot of pontificating. Sh- yes. Yeah. And then having the sound in the background to add to this. Like, you know, you have baby Isaac, you have conversations with your sister in the background where you, you're like, you're having a conversation with your sister and then you come over and you say, I'm talking with my sister right now. We're discussing how hard it is to have kids or something, you know, whatever. And it just seems like, okay, you're just copying the genre that you were just listening to. And that's what he to. said he was going to start doing. Well, I don't know if he said he was going to start doing it. He just experimented with it. So he put it out and he said, this is something that I've never done before or something like that at the beginning of the podcast. And he just put it out there. That's all. And so I thought... Great. He experimented with it. That's awesome. It just, it just, I don't know. I just was just like, but it's exactly what those other people are doing right now. Like, it's just, it just seemed like it was just copying to me. And even though he's not going to follow through with it, I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't know if it came from a feeling of, I want to play. I, I want to play with this and, and see what it can do. But that's what he does though. That is what he does. His whole Shtick is being a um, crash test oh. dummy of marketing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, see, he's that's how he feels. And I know, angry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's exactly what he does. And he tests things, and he's always done that. Totally awesome. I'm all for it. I guess what it is is that there are people whose first uh, exposure to storytelling is going to be via what he did. And so I kind of want to go like, well, there's other people that have been doing this too, that have been doing this kind of storytelling thing for years and years and years and years. And I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I'm just jaded. Is it just me? I don't know. Cause I'm still not quite clear on which part is bothering you the most. Just that it's like everybody else. Yeah. That it just seemed like he just jumped on a bandwagon, but well, maybe he was right. just testing. Maybe he was just testing. But his and it whole was just like- business is doing that. He does all these little tests and then he reports back, makes blog posts, does um, video to show you what he did and how it worked for him. Okay. That's well, his whole thing. Yeah, so his so, whole thing is jumping on bandwagons, kind of. Right. And so now then he's going to report how that show did and the know, kind of feedback but, he got and right. the response that he got from his people and 
all that kind of stuff. Because it does take a long, a lot more time to edit shows like that. I mean, like a crap ton, long time, long, much longer time to get all those layered episodes. And it's yeah, I, I just think that there's a lot to be said for just dreaming something up and doing it. I don't know. Yes, no, of course, there right. is something to be said for that. But he, you know, passive smart passive income is how can I make money sort of the easy way, right? So he, so, so co- kind of like going, so going with the tried and through methods and then I mean, tweaking it yeah. for yourself, which I is mean, his, smart. Yeah. It's a smart thing to do. I his show it. Ask Pat was kind of a new thing. It was a good idea, but I mean, it's not like Q and A's are new, but his, he has two, he has the smart passive income one, which is a interview show. And then Ask Pat, which is just Q and A. And that was sort of a new thing thing like nobody nobody else at least not really in our little world that i noticed was doing that but um well our well okay for that but that's for very specific things but our last co-host helen zaltzman her whole podcast is called answer me this and that's basically what it is the audience asks them questions and she and her co-host answer mind you that is a comedy genre so -hmm. they're not asking you know, specific entrepreneurial questions about how to do certain things in business. It's not like that, but it is the whole thing about having questions. Even, um, you know, Rob Walsh's little son, 11, seven-year-old has a podcast and his whole little podcast is about answering questions too. Basically, you send him a question, any question, and he answers it on his show. Yeah. And this was out, this was out before Ask Pat. So... Okay, so I'm not uh, right. I mean, I agree. He's he's he doesn't do anything that's really um, landmark, original. But again, that's sort of his thing. It's just really testing his. it. Okay, well, yeah, uh, I, I hear you. I guess that's why it doesn't bother me. But um, I still don't know why you would take a show that's already established with an audience and just experiment with it like that, just because everyone else is doing it. Well, yeah, I, I actually would kind of experiment with my show too but you know and just follow my gut instinct I just feel that it it just there was a part of me that I was that because I have heard so many of the serial parodies and a lot of the people talk because I've been in it for so long and I have been really passionate about startup from the get-go and I do listen to serial it's not my it doesn't you know end my I mean I, I don't freak out about it like too many people I just really enjoy the story I honestly just enjoy listening to it develop but when I, since I've been listening to that so much and then I heard his episode, I was like, what? It was just like, is this a joke? Like, that was really my first reaction was like, yeah. is this a joke? I thought it was some sort of sar- like sarcastic parody. I thought it was a parody. I thought mm. it would have worked. I thought it was like Saturday Night Live. Like, if you did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those things Funny. work so well. When they parody stuff, They it works so well. It drives points home so well. It's so awesome. And that's what I thought it was, but it wasn't. And so then I was sort of like, oh. And then I wasn't really interested in the story uh, myself. So that was my reaction. I may be completely mm. wrong. So if any ladies, you know what? I would love to hear your response. If, if you are a fan of Smart Passive Income and Pat Flynn, do you agree? Well, not agree with me because that was just my personal reaction to it. And, you know, maybe it is his business. And how do you feel like when somebody in your industry kind of – starts to experiment with stuff that's that uh, I don't know that you feel like somebody else has just been doing <laughs> yeah I don't know how to put it I in. mean I don't I don't know it just irks me when it comes to 
Entrepreneur on Fire. Yeah. That you would just look at that show and go, I need to do the exact same thing because yeah. only because you're interviewing the same people. Yeah. But if you were interviewing other people, I guess it would be okay, right? Or if you were, I don't know. I don't know. I just, but I don't know anymore. No, but it, but you know what really kind of irks me too, though, is like, that's his brand. He started that and he always says like, you know, fire nation unite or let's ignite. And he always uses some sort of like fire metaphors. That's like his thing. Right. But then I just saw somebody else's podcast that I kid you not. It was like exactly almost his artwork with the fire. fire. I guess. Is that what it was? I don't know what the name. And I was just like. Can you just get a tiny little bit more creative with this? That would be awesome. And then, you know, there is um, Jared Easley's, you know, Star of the Doubts, which I thought like, oh, that's a really great name. I love that name. Jared's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw this other podcast that it's Doubt to Doubts. And I was like, what? What is Doubt to Doubts? Isn't that like, it just seems like that's like very close. Yeah, doesn't it? And then why can't you just come up with something just not the same? Jared, I'd be furious. Yeah, I don't know if he knows about it. And I, you know, in all honesty, maybe he does and it's and it's a sort of whatever. But you started it or, you know, how? what about if there was like a he podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need that? I don't know. Every in... podcast is that. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm all well and good with another podcast about podcasting for women by women. I'm all for that. You know, it'll be like a completely different take on it i get it it's just that i would hate it if it was like almost the same like everything like the same artwork the same sort yeah. of you know it just seems like you know, why can't you i don't know people keep asking me if i've seen that john duma started a podcast about starting to podcast yeah. oh yeah 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 i saw that and i feel like people are asking me because they think i would be angry about it right because otherwise why do they keep it Otherwise, why would they keep asking me? But it must trigger something that makes them want to reach out to me and go, did you see that he has this? And I was like, I always am just like, yeah, that's nice. So what? I don't care what he does. He's just like, yeah, he just started this thing. And of course, I had to dive in and listen. And it's very very specific about what he wants to do. And he's sending people to a specific page. And that's what his thing is. It's it's a complete, it's a a sales pitch. It's a sales pitch for 20 three episodes or something like that all at once which is great you know it's a great way to put stuff out there and now you can send people to to listen to that and it goes to the same place um and again it just has to do with what you resonate with bottom line it's what you resonate with it's what you really want to do and and who like rocks your world and i'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know who john lee dumas is or anything that we're talking about right now or Pat Flynn for that matter. Um, and I would love to know you ladies that don't know either of these guys. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if they think I'd be annoyed because I mean, sh- this show is not about how to podcast. It, it, I mean, a little, it's really about how to sort of navigate in the world of it in our way, not the way everyone else does it because for men to do it, it's different. Right just a little different but um but i think that whether it's not it's not how to get started and there's no nothing that we've claimed that says we'll teach that necessarily right right i think that what why they're selling it telling you that is because you do have a course for women podcasters yeah so they feel like that that's sort of like well 
you can just learn it via this podcast. You can learn almost anything via whatever you want, whether you want to pay or not. It's up to you what you choose. And every teacher has a different something to offer. And every student resonates with whatever it is that you're doing. So it's... I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And there are people who are just not going to resonate. It's just they're not going to resonate with what he's doing. And there's people. And, oh, something that really made sense, though, is because in one of the episodes, he talks about his avatar and who his av- avatar is or something. Talk, talking about like there's, a, you know, his, it's, he's a, it's a male 34 who drives to work every day mm-hmm. and he's in his car. Him. And yeah, it's him. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, that's so no wonder he doesn't resonate with me because that's so not somebody that I like. Not not that I like. I shouldn't say that. That I that is in my life. Like most people that are around me are not the nine to fivers. They're not 34 year old males. And you know what I mean? And, and there's usually a little bit of a hippie edge to everybody that I really resonate with. Yeah, <laughs> kind right. of dirty, kind of, you know, right. 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 kind of right. doing their own thing, growing something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the people Wearing that I like. cotton. Exactly. You know. Something like that. And so Go sleeping with yeah, the children. Exactly. Whatever. So that's what I, I dive with. So maybe it's just like. You know, whatever. Maybe if that was his avatar, it would resonate a little bit more with me. But it doesn't because I'm not that slick. It just right. doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. So. Hey, <laughs> so, okay. I think that we've, we've uh, chatted enough about these things and we've caught up with you and we've g- given the ladies a little bit more. The question is, have yes. we helped anyone today? Exactly. And have is, we? I'm not sure. Exactly. Right. <laughs> We just chatted about all these things. It's sure. really just about opinions today. Um, yes. Uh, the way that we feel about stuff and what really... Like your we would love it. So you heard two pieces of feedback. So if you have feedback about this or if something like really makes you want to speak, go ahead and speak and put it... You know, you don't have to agree with us either. We are totally happy to present dissenting opinions in any of this because that's what this is is about. And if you want to uh, leave any feedback, you can go to the She Podcast group over on Facebook, which is vibrant now. We're headed to 900 women. Is that not insane, Jess? Toot toot. That is crazy. That makes me really happy. Yeah. You can go over, if you go shepodcast.com slash group. Uh, you will go. You will go directly over to that Facebook group. And if you have something to say directly to us, and we, if you want us to dress uh, something in a show, uh, you can email us over at feedback at shepodcast dot com, and we will happily uh, return uh, or not. You know, answer your questions or put them on the show or whatever. That's that's perfectly fine with us. We're not very good at return, like you know, emailing you back. <laughs> I'm not. I'm um, not going to make any. Pro- I used so, to be, but I'm not going to make any promises. Right. But, so, but we but will address. Read it all. We will address your questions on the show or mm-hmm. on the Facebook group if you uh, tag us. And and I want. I am have. You know, I have been sporadic in my my stuff, my uh, participation on the group just because I, this last you know few weeks of the year is really jam packed for me uh, with work. So um, I'm getting a lot of things together. Oh, oh, one last thing, ladies. I'm trying to get a new uh, a podcast together uh, here for the end of the year, uh, which we would love to feature all of your voices. So um, please stay tuned over at the She Podcasts group on Facebook because I'm going to ask questions that you need to answer via, via audio, okay? So go over to the group and I will be posting the questions there 
and you will then send your audio pieces over to feedback at shepodcast.com and I will get that together and create one lovely end of the year show for all of us. So yay. Yay. Okay. So just keep, keep an eye out on there. And then then the next episode, I will add the questions also just in case, because we don't really have them yet. That's the only reason. <laughs> and don't forget, we're gearing up for an online, um, event, a little, an event. Yes. And mm-hmm. we'll share more about that very, very soon, but I just wanted to put it out there to keep it in your, not pants, keep it in your head that it's coming. Yeah, um, and that would be in really February. fun and educational. Yes, and it's going to be in February, which is not as far off as it seems. I know, huh? Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure Creepy it out. Hit. Creepy, creepy. All right, ladies. And we will talk Everybody. to you next time. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.